Hey guys, welcome back to the ADR Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. It's uh, Friday, August 1st, 2014, and wrapping up this week, talking about lo-fi movies and uh, movies that just kind of improvise, yet still kind of have this weird... Uh, demented genius quality to them uh, because the people that made them are kind of crazy. I'm wrapping it up with an older movie, a 1960s movie uh, from the French New Wave, one of my favorite absolute favorite times in uh, film history. There's probably going to be a whole week on uh, French New Wave sometime uh, later this month, but for now, I'm going to be talking about Jean-Luc Godard's Breathless from uh, 1960. And this is always the movie that is like the poster child of the French New Wave. I think it's okay. Um, I think it has a lot of problems in terms of storytelling, in terms of like the stuff that actually happens, and uh, a lot of the stuff that people praise it for being innovative, I call lazy. Um, yeah, I I like the French New Wave, like in uh, on principle, but I'm not really a fan of the fact that you know this movie really just kind of took all of that and said, mm, whatever, let's uh, let's just do whatever the heck we want and then uh, go from there. So, this movie stars uh, Jean-Paul Belmondo. Uh, Oh, God. See, here's the thing. I took a semester or two of French uh, a few years ago, and it ended up really um, messing with the way that I pronounce French words uh, and French names. So, if I say Jean-Paul Belmondo, I sound like really snobby American or really stupid American. And then if I say Jean-Paul Belmondo or whatever it is, uh, then I sound like a a-hole. So that's my main uh, concern when it comes to pronouncing French names. But anyway, uh, this movie stars that guy <laughs> as uh, Michael, who is like a small-time crook, uh, steals a car. Uh, at one point, he kills a cop, and that's like the most intense thing that he does in this movie. And he uh, falls in love with Patricia, uh, Jean Serber, whatever. I'm not going to pronounce any more French names. Uh, uh, so it's Michael and Patricia, and they spend the movie just kind of hanging out, um, talking, doing stuff, going around, uh, hanging out in uh, hotel rooms and smoking. And, uh, you know, the French New Wave, a little bit of an aside from the whole lo-fi feel, um, the French New Wave is all about just kind of hanging out, not much happening, um, yet still tapping into these weird uh, humanistic traits. I'm going to get a little bit film student-y on this episode. I'm really sorry, guys. (laughs) But um, what happens is they just kind of hang out and uh, do things the way they want to do because these guys were rebelling against... um, you know, whatever really stringent rules had been appearing over the uh, past few years in uh, French cinema. So it's these, you know, punk filmmakers doing things really, uh, you know, going back to lo-fi. These movies were made on very small budgets with uh, very kind of gorilla together, not gorilla together, what the hell, um, really kind of like scraped together filmmaking. Uh, so Breathless especially, you know, they didn't use dollies. They used... Uh, Mail baskets and wheelchairs, and uh, there was a point uh, on Wikipedia here. They're talking about how uh, Jean Luc Godard hid in a mail basket or like one of those giant mail crates, uh, piled packages on top of him, cut a little hole in the side so he could film from inside it, covered in packages so no one would know he was there. They didn't get any um, any clearance to film in any of the locations in this movie, which I think is brilliant. Uh, you know, that was a lot of fun to uh, read about, like the whole. Um, creation of this movie. And again, like Gummo, it blows my mind that so much thought went into the script for this movie, yet the end result is just kind of... Um, So here on Wikipedia, they talk about the writing. It was inspired by a guy who actually, you know, killed a a cop and stole his car um, to visit his sick mother. And uh, Truffaut worked on a treatment for the story. 
and uh, uh, Truffaut was the guy that directed 400 Blows and Jules and Jim, two of my all-time favorite movies from the French New Wave. But uh, Truffaut worked on the, um, the story, and then he ended up hanging out with Godard. They ended up making the movie together. Uh, they wrote a bunch of stuff out. They ended up like... See, it also says here that they made up the script as they went along. And they kind of had like a loose uh, idea of what it was going to be. But then as every day of shooting happened, uh, Godard would write a little bit more of the script. And Truffaut and Godard shared a writing credit on this, I believe. Um, and, you know, they just kind of hang out and do stuff. Uh, you know, a lot of thought went in, into it, but at the same time, there's such a feeling of spontaneity when you watch the movie. Uh, I feel like it works sometimes when they're just kind of hanging out, not doing much of anything, like uh, just powing through the uh, streets of Paris, talking about things. And some of the conversations they have are really, really meaningful. And then sometimes just like stuff happens that really doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Uh, so in terms of, you know, the whole lo-fi nature of this movie, there's a whole bunch of elements that mix together the well-thought-out and the really improvised and spontaneous. So the script was written as he went along every single day. Um, the days that they would shoot would be really, really varied because, um, you know, Godard would just shoot as ideas came to him. So some days would last 15 minutes, some days would last 12 hours. And, you know, nobody knew what was going to happen because, you know, sometimes Godard would have an idea and he would just do it. Uh, so there's that kind of spontaneity. There was a really small uh, crew. It's usually like one guy shooting, one guy taking sound, and then maybe a lighting director. But on this movie, there were no lights. They didn't actually have any sort of light setups. They didn't have uh, anything at all. Uh, when they were sh- uh, shooting all of the hotel scenes, they just used natural light, and they had to use a really, really intense uh, film stock because it was really dark. So they had to uh, get like a special camera and special film stock to make it look like palatable make it look all right for uh you know distribution in the cinema so it's really spontaneous it's really uh kind of improvised and you can feel that when you watch this movie he wanted it to look like a documentary he wanted to look really spontaneous hanging out the thing is documentaries don't focus on the things that breathless focuses on uh it just kind of it's this guy going around uh being a small-time crook uh being like not boyfriend but being like companion to this uh, american woman who's in paris patricia and it's fascinating to me that this movie is like the poster child for the french new wave because even though it has all those elements it has you know the small crew it has uh the like rebellion against all the rules that had been pervading french cinema up to that point uh it still has this like really bizarre feel to it that doesn't feel coherent at least the other um uh, new wave movies especially by Truffaut. i think Truffaut's so much better than godard i talked about this in an earlier episode and got a bit of flack for it online <laughs> but um it's got these jump cuts that make no sense and i feel like if guitar had just taken a little bit more time taken a little bit more care in um you know putting the movie together planning it writing it maybe these jump cuts wouldn't be as jarring. Maybe they wouldn't be as, I don't know, they wouldn't bring the movie down as much as it is. And by all accounts, um, the shoot was really organized, uh, quick. Uh, Godard knew what he was doing in a more, like, 
in a more general sense in terms of like putting together the shoot and making everything work, um, filming things such that they wouldn't get in trouble for not having any clearance, things like that. And I think what this movie says about Godard is that he has a penchant for some things, but not for others. And I think the other things that he doesn't have a penchant for really are what makes the French new wave, the French new wave. Um, by all accounts, the, uh, jump cuts really didn't come through while they were shooting it. Again, you know, you write a movie, you shoot a movie, you edit a movie. It feels like three different movies. And the one that everyone sees is the one that is edited together. It's like a culmination of uh, everything else. But the thing is, Nobody knew while they were shooting that there would be these really strange jump cuts that would just not make any sense. The scene where um, Michael uh, kills the cop, there's it has no sense of like consistency or editorial, uh, not integrity, whatever the word is. Like it doesn't make any sense because we've been trained to see movies in a certain way. We're trained to expect you know you see this, you see this, you see this, and that ends up being the scene. And I feel like the way that that scene in particular that's the one that stands out to me the way that it was edited it would just it doesn't work uh not even in an artistic way uh, you know all the reviews say it's uh you know there's a panache in the way that it was edited that didn't match uh the way it was shot you know that panache i don't think that's panache i think it's just trying to scrape together what you could during a really really you know not lazy but really improvised lo-fi shoot And it fascinates me that this is the movie that everyone decides is the French New Wave movie. And I guess I can understand it. There's some really great um, references to American cinema and American culture. Uh, My favorite thing about the French New Wave is, like, the bastardization of American uh, tropes and uh, ideas in French cinema. Like, they look at these American filmmakers and say, oh, we like that. Let's, you know, not parody or make fun of it, but kind of give it a little homage And I think um, Michael's character in this movie is a really fascinating uh, example of that because he's always smoking this giant cigar. He's always wearing glasses and a hat. He looks like Humphrey Bogart most of the movie, and he's just kind of a jerk, and he... uh, no, he's trying. He's really trying and not really doing so hot. And there's a point where he's walking past a uh, movie theater, and he sees a poster for Humphrey Bogart's uh, movie, and he goes, oh, yeah, I see you, Bogey. Like, yeah. So we all knew while we were watching that they were uh, paying homage to Humphrey Bogart and that whole, not genre, but that whole sensibility of cinema. And uh, here he actually does it. He actually says, yo, what's up, Humphrey Bogart? I'm like, oh, okay. Um, so this was probably the most film student-y uh, ADR episode I'll do. Hopefully it is because as much as I like talking about this stuff, uh, I feel like this isn't making for good podcasting uh let me know what you guys think i am brian hamilton uh on twitter at underscore brian hamilton on twitter sorry about that but um there's that you can uh, reach out to me there you could uh, i guess if you want leave a comment on the uh adr webpage where this is or if you listen on uh, rss thank you very much for subscribing uh, what else it's friday i hope you guys have a really great weekend uh i hope this episode didn't rub you the wrong way about french new wave or breathless i love these movies um but I feel like Breathless is the wrong example that people uh, like choose as the standout. But I still recommend you watch it just because it's fascinating. It's one of the most inc- uh, culturally important French New Wave movies, even if I don't think it's the best. Uh, 
I think I have my theme for next week, French New Wave. I'll uh, just jump right into that because that's been on my mind for a while. I have a brand new shiny Criterion Blu-ray of uh, one of my all-time favorite movies, and that's how I'll start next week uh, with a recommendation of one of the coolest movies I've ever seen. I hope you guys have a really great weekend. I hope you spend it watching lots of movies and uh, hanging out with friends, doing lots of fun stuff, unwinding from the really annoying week that you probably all had like I did. Uh, Hope you guys have a good night. See ya.